Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Hey, hi, welcome back to episode 9, Changes in Latitudes. Let's give it up for the band. That's Donald H. and the Woodworking Photographers. They get better every week. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to another episode of uh, Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. I am Sabrina Miller, your host, and the creator and the producer and everything else that happens around here is all me. Um... Wow, if you've been following the uh, uh, Facebook page and uh, Twitter, uh, you've noticed some posts about me being ill and under the weather, and I still am, but I am dedicated to getting this out to you on time. So, from my bed, (laughs) I am recording this for you, and I'm not using my normal mic, so if it sounds a little weird and different from previous episodes, that's why. Uh, Bear with me. Um, I figured I'd rather get this out on time and not worry about how it sounds uh, or how I sound because I'm still congested and sore throat and everything else. And for those of you that have no clue about what's going on, whether this is your first episode you're listening to, and if it is, I, I go back and listen to the previous eight, uh, or at least um, seven and eight, and probably the one that talks about um, all about me, which is uh, number two, I believe. Uh, just to get up to speed so you know what's going on around here. Um, but in a nutshell, basically, I'm documenting my uh, transition from uh, male to female uh, through podcast format. People use video blogs or regular uh, uh, word blogs or story blogs or things like that, Facebook pages, Tumblr. It's, there's so many avenues out there for people to be able to uh, document well, not just transition, but pretty much anything they want to. Um, I'm choosing podcast. Um, it's a medium that I enjoy personally. I like messing with the editing and sound effects and things like that. And I, 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 I script. St- well, I don't really script stuff. I put an outline together and then I just speak. So that's why the description says stream of consciousness because. Uh, I do go off on tangents, kind of like now. <laughs> this is not what I planned to say when I sat down to re- record this, but um, eh, what the hell. Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, to, to fill you in, it's some sort of viral infection. They're not entirely sure. Um, when I went into the doctor, I said it sounded, I said it felt like um, possible sinusitis, you know, sinus infection, or um, uh, possibly strep throat. Um, but it's, it's not, they, they, they deemed it, uh, not that. And so, well, here I am fighting a virus and sleeping and, uh, drinking my food. I can't really have any solids unless it's really, really soft only because it just hurts to, uh, hurts to swallow. And, uh, this is probably the, well, second day where I felt, uh, comfortable to speak. Um, yesterday 
was uh, was a day that uh, I started feeling better, and I thought, hey, I'll record. And then by the time I said, yeah, I'm going to do it, my energy had drained, and I just I didn't have the energy. So now I'm dragging my lazy butt up to the computer, and here we are. So um, I hope all of you have been well, and I want to say, I mean, I'll get to the listener feedback later, but I want to say right up front here, thank you all for, uh, well, the well wishes of being sick. I appreciate that. But also just the the general comments about the previous uh, episodes. Uh, As of right now, it's uh, just before episode uh, eight drops. So what's available at this moment in time that I'm recording is up through episode seven, and Thank you all for the wonderful comments about uh, my wife, Rebecca, and how she's coping, dealing, working through, um, well, our transition. So uh, it's it's wonderful to have that support out there. And uh, for those of you who have written me with, uh, how can I say this? Um, well, I'll sum it up and say similar circumstances. And you all know who you are because you've written me. And it's it's nice to know that, well, number one, it's nice to know that I'm not alone in my journey. And I'm sure it's nice to know that someone out there is also going along the same path that you guys are. And that's the beautiful thing about transgender, the, the path of tra- uh, transitioning when you're transgender. There's tons of similarities and hundreds of differences between us all. And I think that to me, that to me, that's the most remarkable thing, because we all kind of connect on different points and levels. Um, and then there are other things that are just totally different and that's what makes us unique. And to me, that's awesome. All right. Before I keep going off on tangents, this episode is all about boobs, boobs, breasts, boobs, boobs, boobs. And, um, basically it's my, uh, well, I will say lifelong desire to have them. Uh, it's not obviously lifelong since, you know, when you're a, an infant and child, you don't really know anything about second uh, sexual characteristics. When we start being aware of them, and for me, it was around oh, the best of my memory that I can recollect is about 9, 10, 11, somewhere right in there. I do know for a fact that uh, the age of 12, only because I remember thinking next year I'll be 13 and I'll be a teenager. That's the only reason I remember this thought. Um, but I do remember at the age of 12 um, desiring them, wanting them. And I know that it had been a thought, desire before that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say as early as 9, maybe 10. Anyway, um, for me, it was, it was a weird thing. Um, as I've explained in previous episodes... Uh, I've always felt a little different, not sure how, not sure why, but different. And I know there's a lot of you out there that can relate to that, at least at your level. And as I started to reach, you know, the age of puberty, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and things weren't going the way that, well, in hindsight, I can look back and say they weren't going the way I wanted. um, I just remember having an overwhelming desire to have boobs. And... In in my youth, there were um, advertisements in the TV Guide. I mean, there were advertisements in all magazines, but I specifically remember TV Guide. And when I say TV Guide, I mean that little magazine that they sell at the um, uh, grocery stands, TV Guide. I don't, I don't know if it's still out there. I haven't really looked for it in forever because, like, 
Most of us nowadays, we either use that channel on the, the cable station that shows what's on at what time, or we just use Netflix and choose what to watch whenever, or Hulu. You know, I'm going to watch this now, and then I need to pause it, do something, come back right where I left off. So entertainment on demand, that's my personal preference for watching. Number, mostly because I hate fucking commercials. I, I, I've hated commercials for most of my life. Um, I remember tuning them out when I was in... Um, no, probably late high school, early college. Just anytime they came on, tuned them out. Didn't watch it. Stopped. So uh, anyway, back to TV Guide. Um, in the in the TV Guide. Oh, and I also mean the the TV Guide that was in the I think it was the Sunday paper or the Thursday paper. Whenever it came in the new the the daily newspaper, one of the days, Thursday or Sunday, I can't quite remember. Even Saturday, I don't know. I I don't. My parents got it, so I don't really remember. I think I, I think I signed up for the newspaper once when I moved out on my own. And the only reason I signed up for it is because that schmuck was knocking on my door saying, Hey, you buy Sundays and you get the rest of the week for free. And because it was a familiar piece of home at the time, uh, you know, living alone, you kind of get a little bit homesick once in a while. I mean, you're grateful to be out on your own, but every once in a while you get a little homesick. And so, yeah, I'll take the paper. It's only, you know, whatever it was, 20, 30 bucks at the time for the year, you know, or six months or whatever it was. And so that was, gosh, 12 or 20 years ago. So I don't remember what day the TV guide came, but I do remember that the newspaper supplied a uh, TV guide advertisement. As well as that little magazine that you found at the checkout stands. And in both of those, there were advertisements, usually quarter page, maybe eighth of a page, um, uh, mixed throughout, sometimes in the beginning, sometimes at the end, sometimes in the middle. It was different every week. But it was an advertisement for local cosmetic surgery. Whether uh, I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, so that's the number one area that it... Uh, advertised for and it wasn't just breast augmentation it was uh, nose jobs or rhinoplasty um what else liposuction um uh, facelifts uh, you know the, the the gambit of 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 cosmetic surgery that's available out there and the image and, and this is burned into my brain the image of the ad was uh, now the image that's in my mind is about the size of a business card so figure out whatever size of the page that would be. And it was about a third, maybe a quarter of the page, a third of the page is usually at the bottom. And in the center of that uh, business card was the silhouette of, of a woman, a very, you know, uh, sleek, you know, the, the woman physique that, you know, we're back then we're all supposed to desire and achieve. And, you know, this is what a woman looks like. And that's just society's fucked up way of telling us that we're not okay in our own skin. And that's not what I'm here for. That's something else. But, um, it was a black silhouette, um, with white background. And then all the writing was in black as well. And on either side of this silhouette was, you know, the options that were available. Uh, breast in, breast augmentation, increase, decrease, reduction, um, uh, facelift, nose job. Uh, I, I don't remember the specifics, but it was all listed there. And then at the bottom was doctor, whatever, and the, the number or the address or whatever it was. It's an advertisement. Please call us and spend your money with us. And I remember staring at that so 
well, it basically, at one point in time, it was a daily thing. It was a daily desire to look at this image and wish and hope and dream to have a chest, have boobs. And even at the time, I thought it was strange, but when I thought about it, it was it was a relief. It was it was a welcoming thought to to have this. And then if I let my brain get too far into it, it was like, wait, a boy can't have breasts. That's just weird. Um, and I went any, I went as far as in old, uh, TV guides, you know, once the, uh, the date had passed, taking that ad out of the, uh, of the, of the magazine itself. And I, I, I had a, I had a bunk bed, um, not because I had siblings sleeping with me. I was a, you know, a young boy. And at the time, all boys wanted bunk beds. And also, at the time, I remember asking because, you know, I'd have friends sleep over, cousins sleep over, and it was just an extra bed out of the way in my room. And the the way my bunk bed was set up is not your standard bunk bed where the head and the foot of both the upper and lower bunk were um, directly underneath each other. Mine was set up more like a uh, an L where the top bunk went uh, one direction, and then the lower bunk went, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Perpendicular, uh, to it, forming a, a right angle, like an L. And, uh, so underneath, uh, on the lower bunk, when you laid in the bed and looked up, you saw part of the upper bunk. And like my feet, the, the foot of my bed was open. So the head was under the under the upper bunk, and the feet were out in the open. I hope that's a good enough description for you all, and I'm sorry if I'm confusing anybody, but just think of an L. And uh, so since it was made out of wood, uh, the area directly above my head was um, uh, uh, stained plywood. And I remember taping that ad that I mentioned, along with a couple others that I found in different publications, whether they be magazines or, well, I guess they are going to be magazines because that's usually where that stuff is. Um, I think I found one from a newspaper one time. And knowing that uh, my parents would never lay down on my bed, I figured it was a pretty safe place to, to, to post it. And I was right. It was a safe place. They never found it. Or if they did, they never said anything. Uh, but a friend that spent the night <laughs> found it and saw it and was like, what's that about? And I went, oh, it's yeah, – I don't remember the excuse, the specific excuse I gave. But it was something about being um, sexually exciting to masturbate to or something, some some bullshit reason. Because um, I, wasn't, I wasn't at the point of saying because I want boobs. You know, I wasn't going to say that. Um, so – uh, that ad was there, and I saw it daily. And I think I left that there for, oh, at least a good good year, maybe, before I got a little uh, embarrassed by it and just didn't want to take a chance on anybody finding it. Oh, wait, I remember now. I took it down because my one of my sisters and her children and husband uh, came to live with us for, I don't know, about a year, nine months or a year. And I just didn't want them finding it. So I took it down and saved it in some drawer hidden in the way, hidden in the back or something. I, you know, that's what kids do. And so, uh, so I'd bring it out every once in a while after that point, but that was the first real exposure and thought process of, of me desiring boobs, a chest, um, breast augmentation. And somewhere in that time frame. 
Um, again, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe pushing 14. Um, I, I started noticing, and this is standard for almost any prepubescent boy, noticing boobs on other girls, other women. And when I say other women, I don't just mean classmates. I mean, you know, people on the street. I'd, I'd be at the store and see somebody or, you know, waiting at the bus and see somebody or a friend of my the family would come over or a friend of my sister's or somebody. Just other women that you cross paths with. You know, even parents of friends. You know, you go over to visit. Hi, Mr. or Mr. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Smith uh, or, you know, whatever the name was. And you just and it's not ogling. It's not staring. It's, it's, it's more of, you know, catching it from the corner of your eye, uh, your peripheral vision, because you don't want to be caught staring at someone else's chest. That's just rude. And, you know, you could technically get in trouble, but, uh, just, uh, I guess taking a mental snapshot and remembering it later, you know, oh, those, they were, they were, you know, full or, you know, filling out the, the, the shirt or whatever the case may be. And so, I just remember looking and wanting and desiring them. Um, and then as I got older and had some girlfriends um, and got a chance to be a little more up close and personal with <laughs> boobs, um, internally desiring, still desiring them, wanting them. And I remember uh, one of the first girlfriends I was with in that way, um, not sexually, just, you know, heavy petting and make out and things like that, that, um, I just remember staring and playing with them, thinking they were the most amazing things I had ever seen, which I'm sure most young boys do when they get that opportunity. But there was that thing back inside of me saying, I want this on me. So it was, uh, it was, it was just a weird thing to deal with. And I think I, uh, compartmentalized it and put it aside and realizing that it wasn't something I could do or could have at this moment, moment in time just kind of moved on with my life. And then uh, somewhere in that realm of uh, oh, puberty, discovering that there is something called, uh, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, friends. Please, please forgive me if I do. Um, <laughs> Gynomastia. Uh, and... Uh, again, apologize if that's what it is. Um, Google it. G-Y-N-E-C-O-M-A-S-T-I-A. And if you don't know what it is, you'll find out when you Google it. The the Wikipedia article, which I usually don't use Wikipedia. I want to let everybody know that. It's not a good source. It's just a good thing to kind of refresh your mind is the way I look at it. I know what this is. What is this again? Oh, that's right. Okay. And usually Wikipedia is the easiest thing to do. If I don't know anything, then I go further and deeper into the search. But it's essentially a um, hormonal imbalance, an endocrine system disorder, where male men develop boobs. It, naturally, it just it happens. And so when I first heard about that, I remember thinking, oh, man, I want that to happen to me. And it obviously hasn't, didn't, but, um, it was the, it was the neatest thing to think of, um, especially when I've heard about it. So it's been something with me uh, since I can remember. And throughout my life, it's come and gone. Um, just as, just as the desire and the, the, the need to, uh, 
well, as I just described it in the past or told myself in the past, cross-dressing. Uh, it was the release of uh, being able to, to, to be feminine. Um, and so, you know, when the clothes got packed back up, so did that desire and that thought. And for me at the time, I thought that's where I fit. I thought that's where it fit. It was just cross-dressing was part of who I am, and I'm going to keep that behind closed doors with with um, with my partner. And I've always wanted it with a partner. It's not like something I really enjoyed on my own. I did it on my own, but it's not where I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, just it was the easiest way for me to deal with the thoughts, the desires, the, the need to be feminine at the time. And that, that worked for me all the way up until, uh, oh, about, well, as I said in previous episodes, about 11 years ago now. And then 11 years ago, I packed it away for, um, well, I didn't think it was the final time, but with the way things were in my life, I just packed it away and left it there. And there it sat until I came out to my wife, which definitely previous episodes have covered. So to me, uh, the desire to have boobs is the same intensity, same strength that my dis disdain for facial hair is. I hate facial hair on me. <laughs> um, I mean, I've grown to deal with it, you know, as most people do, you just end up dealing with it because it's not something that you can just not deal with. Um, until now, I mean, a number of the ways are, uh, electrolysis, um, which is permanent for sure, but it takes lots of time and lots of money. And then what most people are going the route of now is, uh, laser hair removal. And, uh, depending on so many factors on the individual skin tone and hair color and hair thickness and blah, 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 along with, um, the technician and what they use. Um, usually you're going to need uh, anywhere from about 6 to 12 or more, depending on certain areas, uh, to finally get it totally removed. And that's, uh, that, I mean, there's there's deals out there through things like Groupon and other coupon-based uh, uh, websites that you can, you can get deals locally or, you know, I'm sure each wherever your area is i'm sure if you check your uh laser hair removal places they'll offer deals they're 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 in the business to make money and do their job so they're going to want people in i mean that's really what it boils down to um so so the yes there are a lot of ways to deal with uh removing of one's hair uh, but obviously the easiest is shaving and so that's something that you know i've just grown accustomed to i've worked out my own techniques and I've learned to deal with it is basically what I'm trying to say here. Um, but my disdain or uh, when <laughs> for me, whenever I see facial hair, to me, that just reeks masculine. It, it, it shows masculinity. And, and here's an observation I've made. Almost every single trans man that I've come across not all, but almost every single one has some form of facial hair, whether it be a full beard, like, you know, going for ZZ Top, or a little goatee, or, uh, or you know, si uh, sideburns, I mean, predominant sideburns, 
or or anything in between. You know, I mean, beards, oh, geez, do a Google search on how many different beard styles there are out there, especially through the times. I mean, you got very contemporary stuff happening now, of course, but do a search for 100 years ago, 200 years ago, see what was, see what was popular. Facial hair has always been a very masculine expression, so I don't want it. <laughs> so my disdain for that is the ex- is the same power for my desire for uh, breasts, boobs, <laughs> and uh, I-, I mean I hope that's why I went into this whole hair thing because uh, it's not the topic of the show. I will do one later on uh, hair and laser hair removal and such. In my experience with it, but that's down the road. That's not right now. Um, and I think, I think I covered everything as far as, as far as that goes, but yeah, it's, it's just something that's been with me for, you know, 30 years of my life. And in fact, in, in my, uh, in finally flipping the switch and in, in deciding to come out to transition was the fact that these thoughts, these desires have been in my mind for more than half my life, three quarters of my life. I've been dealing with these thoughts and issues. And it was at that point when I went, wow, this has been with me for a long time. I need to do something about it. And that's when the brain started thinking towards transition and taking the steps to that. And this podcast is one of those steps. So I think I brought that all around together again. Second part of this uh, episode, I wanted to share something uh, of regard. I know, I know, I'm a little late. Well, I know I'm a lot late on this, but that's just the nature of podcasts, you know. I mean, it's really hard to keep things contemporary and up to date, mostly because, well, for me, the finding time to record. But any podcast out there that's worth their weight, you ask them, most of the time is consumed by editing. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, editing takes up a lot of my time. And I don't mind. That's part of the process. I love it. But uh, to do that, you have to either do little to no editing at all, which is possible. I know there are successful podcasts out there that do little to no editing and okay, fine for them. That's not my style. That's not what I'm trying to do, especially in the sense of this stream of consciousness. I, I make an outline and I, you know, I verbally vomit, on, you know, into your ear holes. Yeah. Well, that's an image. Ooh. Sorry, I didn't mean to put that image out there. I take it back. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, um, But uh, editing takes up a lot of time, so it's really hard to be up to date on podcasts. But the beauty of it is it's going to be out there for forever. Well, as long as storage works and the internet works, which should be for basically forever, at least forever in the sense of my lifetime. And... Um, you're going to be able to hear it later, so it doesn't matter. Um, so what I'm going to share now is about Halloween 2014. And obviously it wasn't as a big brouhaha as it was last year. Um, mostly because there was only one party to go to this year instead of two. And, uh, the party, I don't know why. Could be a number of reasons. The weather was on the colder side. In fact, it rained a little bit a couple times on and off. It kind of drizzled and it kind of poured and then it stopped and then it drizzled and it poured. Yeah, it was a weird evening for Halloween. Um, So maybe that's why there wasn't as many people at the party. The same group of people that throw 
the same uh, themed party every year. Well, it's a different theme, but the same style party. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, this the- year's theme, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in the uh, conversation with Rebecca. This year's theme was your thoughts about the future. What were your what do, what do you envision the future? And Rebecca and I figured there'd be a lot of zombies. And strangely enough, there was. I'm drawing a blank right now. There was either none because I don't remember any, or maybe one or two. Yeah, but there was uh, there was few people that did um, uh, 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 Star Trek. Um, the, the uniforms, the red uniforms, like first season of the next generation, you know, jumpsuit uniforms. Um, then there was, um, <laughs> five individuals dressed up as cockroaches, which I found humorous. And <laughs> now this may be an obscure reference, but it, uh, came out, ooh, mid nineties. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm not even going to look it up somewhere in the mid nineties. The movie Joe's apartment came out. And I know it's not for everyone. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I knew that watching it when it came out. Well, it is my cup of tea because I've always enjoyed Jerry O'Connell's uh, performance. He's ever since he was on uh, the movie uh, Stand By Me. Um, and then he had some some short-lived TV show where he was like a teenage do-gooder superhero science guy. I, I can't remember it. Um, I'm sure I could IMDb it and find out. In fact, I'm sure you could IMDb it and find out. But anyway, ever since then, I've always admired his work. So I was supporting him in the sense that he was the star of the show, movie. And I enjoyed it. It's, like I say, I hope there are some listeners out there that are going, yeah, yeah, I like it too. Great. You're in the same mind frame as I am. And if you're looking at me, looking at me, (laughs) if you're listening to me thinking, God, what is she saying? Well, (laughs) then don't like it. That's your opinion. Anyway, um, so when I saw these cockroaches at this uh, Halloween party, that's where I thought. And uh, so I laughed at that. Then there was uh, a very creative uh, duo, um, two ladies. One was dressed up as the uh, end of the world, Mother Nature. She had dark makeup and, you know, uh, tattered clothes and uh, uh, part of body armor. And it was very creative. And then her friend was the uh, the coming back to life Mother Nature. You know, the pretty, uh, flowy uh, costume and uh, flowery and just new life. And it was very creative. And they won a little prize. Oh, who else? There were some people from Day of the Dead um, with that big, you know, white makeup with the ornate black features on it. Kind of skeleton, kind of not. Um, what else? What else was there? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. I, 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 it, I, I can't think of it. <laughs> and I apologize. But Rebecca and I went as Wally and Eve from the movie Wally. And it, it, because it's a kind of older movie, not everybody got it when they first looked at us. But once they took a long look, they went, oh, yeah, I see it now. And some people just didn't get it. All right, fine, whatever. Um, she was Wally, I was Eve, and sometime after this episode drops, I will be loading, or, or loading, I will be sharing some photos from that evening with you. Now, the photos we took didn't uh, turn out so well, but it gives you a good idea of the costume, and we won, I can't remember what we won, funniest or cutest or something, we, we, I don't know. It was a, it, the prize, the big prize that everybody got was gift cards to Starbucks. 
Yay! So we could go buy coffee or tea or whatever Starbucks sells. Uh, so, hey, uh, it's nothing to shake a stick at. We walked away with something. It was cool. And uh, aside from the weird weather that night, it was it was a fun night. It was a real fun night. Um, and then the day before Halloween, the 30th of October, uh, Rebecca and I took Drew to Disneyland because we only live about two hour drive away. And so, I mean, that's, you know, with average traffic for those of you who understand California traffic. Um, and so him being two years old, this was the perfect time to bring him to the specifically the kitty areas, uh, the area in, in uh, California adventure for, uh, young kids uh, flicks uh i can't think of the full name of it but it's it's based on the movie ants and uh, so there's a lot of oversized things uh, and you know foliage growth and decor and so it's just a lot of fun Hi, everybody. This is me in the editing process, realizing that I screwed up in the recording process. I did not just mean the movie Ants. That is a DreamWorks production. I was referring to Bugs Life, which is a Disney production. And now back to the show. He doesn't know the movie, so he didn't really get the uh, connection. He enjoyed his time there. It was tons of fun. And uh, the park closed at 8, so we were home by 10-ish, 11, I think 11, because we stopped for food. And it was just a fun, fun, fun day. And so the, so there's, there's the, uh, the little bit for secondary of, uh, of the show. Moving into listener feedback. Oh, it's, uh, it feels like forever since I've uh, <laughs> spoken to you guys. And there is so much to, to share that I'm not really sure where to start. And if it's dated, well, eh, so what? It's dated. Who cares, right? <laughs> right. Um, the first shout-out I want to give, and this is, remember, I only give first names and last initials, uh, just so everybody keeps their privacy that way, is... But you still know, but the individual will know who I'm talking about. So the first shout out is going to go to BS. You know, <laughs> you know, there's really no other way to say that. Her first name is B, B-E-A, and her last name starts with the letter S. So a shout out to BS. But, you know, you don't really think about that till you say it out loud. B, I hope you're listening to this. And I want to say, one, thanks for listening, of course. But more importantly, I'm, I'm very grateful for the friendship that we've uh, started. Our, our paths just recently crossed, but we've, we've, uh, we've made some connections. Uh, there's, there are some similarities, things that we can understand with one another, within one another and connect on. And I want to say thank you for that. Um, the, only because this happens to be um, b- being released this particular week. <laughs> this particular week is the week of Rebecca's birthday. So, since she was our guest just the last two episodes, a shout out to Rebecca for her birthday. Yay! Um, a new listener, and about the time this drops, it's going to be a month now. Um, big thank you to Pete K. Thank you so much for liking the Facebook page, interacting with me on the Facebook page, um, and uh, just being a, a fan. I thank you. 
Thank you so much. Um, another new listener, uh, uh, Thomas S. Thank you so much. Uh, he and I met through Twitter. And uh, I don't know if he does Facebook or not. I haven't checked that out, mostly because I've been sick. Um, but he and I, uh, I don't use Twitter so much, so I don't give out the uh, the handle. I just don't. I mean, I, I advertise the podcast that way. So if you're listening to me from my Twitter handle, great. It's on the uh, podcast webpage. So it, you can find it if you're really looking for it, because it's my personal Twitter. It's not one for the show. So if you look for it, you'll find it fine, but I'm not going to give it out. <laughs> I, I don't use it that frequently. I mean, I've, I've had people tweet at me, and I didn't get back to them till five days later. And it wasn't because I was sick. It's just because I don't use Twitter, not regularly. So I'm glad that he and I uh, met through Twitter and had a couple decent conversations. And I'm hoping in the future to possibly get him on the show uh, for the – just so other listeners know who, uh, where he's coming from, he's a straight cis male. So we would get his, uh, who's an ally. That's the key is he's an ally. He had, he sought me out because he has friends that are transgendered and he just, he's just trying to learn more information so he can show his support. And so hopefully in the future, probably sometime 2015, once the holidays, you know, run their gambit here, um, I'll get him on the show. So hopefully, hopefully. And this new listener, I'm, I'm actually very proud to, to have crossed paths with because this listener is a uh, podcast host herself. And the thing with their, well, her and her partner, her and her husband, their, their key to their show is anonymity. They, they, they don't give out a lot of information about them, who they are, like where they live or what state they live in or anything like that. They don't name names on anything. When they talk about their kids, it's kid one, kid two, things like that. And it doesn't take away from the program. You still feel connected to them. You still feel like you're part of their life, let's say. But the cool thing is she and her husband, well, her husband is a female to male transgendered person. So I've been listening to their show. I'm still playing uh, catch up on the backlog, but I've been listening to their show for roughly hope roughly a year now and i've loved it it's been great uh, it's it's nice to hear for me it's nice to hear from well the opposite gender <laughs> you know a trans man and his point of view on transition and life and being a partner and you know th their life it's it's very interesting so if you have a chance go check out transpantastic with the hosts hosts jess and george fantastic show um, anyhow, Jess found my show and sent me a I don't have it in front of me, but sent me a message saying, Hey, just found your show. Looking forward to listening. So Jess, I hope you're listening. I hope you're still listening, I guess. And, um, thank you so much for reaching out. And the last shout out that I want to give is to another new listener, uh, Porter T and, uh, it sent me an email. So I'm not sure how this individual found it. Um, is another transgender person and is, it seems to be uh, just recently coming to terms. So I'm glad to have you on board as a listener, Porter. Thank you so much. And to everybody out there, I'm open for questions. Whether you want your name listed in the show like I just did or not at all, let me know up front in the email. Say, please don't mention me on the air. And I can absolutely respect that. That's why I only give out last initials. And ask me whatever, and I'll answer it. I'll answer either it privately or I'll answer it here on the show so it benefits everybody. And, and that goes for everyone out there listening. Send them my way. Listen through the end of the show. You'll find how to get in touch with me. 
Okay, next episode. Next episode is laser hair removal and my disdain for facial hair. I, I, I told you that I started talking about it before, so now it's going to be next episode. So you got a little teaser earlier about what I'm going to do next episode. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I would just go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we would just go insane. And if we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Time for outtakes. It's hard to say because I don't have the right uh, monitoring. Monitoring? I don't have the right cans. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> I mean in cans in, in, as in headphones, not cans as in knockers or boobs, which is what this title with this show is about. Probably going to use that in the outtakes. All right. So for... I always say that. All right, so for I gotta change up what I say. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. Or at the website, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2014 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. <laughs>